think after that um, procedure, I actually found value in my own life again. And since then, I've been trying to live my life a lot more than what I was after the transplant. Hi, I'm Keenan Williams with another edition of the Social Impact Podcast, where we look at societal norms and challenge them. In this episode, we meet the young South African who at the age of 12 had a heart transplant. Brandon Lagrange shares with us his journey through having his heart transplant and takes us back to his youth where many of his peers would tease him as his skin would be blue in color because his heart was pumping too little blood, especially that which contained oxygen around the body. I would come home, I would be crying, I would be telling my, uh, my grandparents who have been my guardian since I was eight, if not younger, and I would tell them, like, this is what's happening with me. And, you know, I think that kind of led to the writing eventually by the time I got to high school, was because of all that emotion was, it, it wasn't being used or it wasn't, um, I wasn't getting rid of that emotion that was being bottled up. And eventually, I think that kind of led to the writing. Um, because I mean, I my skin was blue due to a lack of um, oxygen in the bloodstream. I mean, the, the heart had three problems. Um, one of the valves was missing that um, separated one of the upper chambers from the lower chambers, and there was a hole uh, in the wall that separated the two bottom chambers. So it was like three three of the chambers were joined with nothing blocking the two of them, and then the two main arteries of the heart that pump blood throughout the body they had swapped locations on the heart. And that last one is so rare that only one in 50,000 people get that. But I mean, because of all of that, I always looked like I was playing in the dirt, no matter how hard I scrubbed in the bath or what have you. I literally looked like I was in the sandbox all day. Um, but yeah, kids ridiculed me a lot. Um, I was bullied a lot. But I think one of the things that I'll never forget is that after the transplant, um, I think that whole situation hit home for a lot of the kids that bullied me because when I came back to school after the transplant, the bullies were actually standing up for me. Now that stage of Brandon's life, beside having heart problems and spending much of his youth in hospital, he admits he had experienced depression. I mean, I can remember days where I would be quite sick due to the depression and um, I would have quite a few moments where, as a small child, I would actually wish that I would die. Um, I can remember um, lying in bed and I would be speaking to my aunt, uh, who was also one of my guardians, and she would ask me what's the matter and that, and I would tell her, I don't want to live anymore. I'm, I'm tired of this. I, I can't do this. It's, it's too difficult. And I think one thing that's kept me holding on my entire life is the fact that um, I have that wish to support the people who have supported me my whole entire life when I couldn't support myself. Um, I mean, that that's probably one of the biggest things that keeps me going is that I want to be able to take care of my grandparents and my aunt who is taking care of me since, I mean, before I can remember. But after his heart transplant in April of 2007, Brandon was given a new lease of life and says that he lives every single day to its fullest. Dude, you can't even begin to imagine what the, how drastic the difference is. I mean, I can remember um, due to what was wrong with my heart, I couldn't even walk out the front door of my house without actually needing to take a five-minute break just to catch my breath. And I mean, I can remember the first time I was allowed to walk after the transplant, I actually found myself tumbling down the aisle because I wasn't used to walking that fast. I actually had to hold onto the wall to keep myself upright. Um, and since then, it's just gotten better and better. I mean, 
I've eventually been able to run. I've been able to walk really fast, climb stairs without needing a breather. It's, it's a complete change from being able to do absolutely nothing to now being able to do, you know, what regular people can do. I mean, it's, I mean, I, I really can't explain to you what it's like. It's, it's, it's like a sensation you actually have to experience yourself. Um, to fully understand just how drastic the change is. Now, usually when someone goes for a transplant, the history of who the donor was remains confidential. But Brandon found out who his donor was and it turned out it was a young 24-year-old athlete who had passed away. But Brandon isn't into any sports. He is, however, trying to get his book published and tells us that much of what he had written back in his youth was pretty dark. I'll be honest, eh? um, before the transplant, the stuff that I used to write was pretty dark, pretty grim. It was a, it was a lot of um, dark emotions in there because of how maybe depressed I felt before the transplant. I mean, I was weak. I couldn't do anything really. My life was basically confined to a room because of how limited I was with regards to the energy my body had. Um, so a lot of my stuff was dark because of that. But after the transplant and after high school in Velocity, I don't know, it's like my life took a different turn with all of those events adding up. And I haven't been able to write anything as dark as before. And it's, I would say that a lot of my stuff has become a little more sunny. I actually have to push myself to try and write as good as what I used to. It, it's almost as if that, that, that grimness was basically... Um, what sparked a lot of my my good moments in my writing whether it be lyrics whether it be short stories poetry what have you um but i mean now it's a lot more difficult because there's a lot more happiness in my life because that i'm i'm not so limited with the heart uh, problem that i had before um but i do still persist i do still try and carry on writing i mean it's been a while, but recently I've started getting back into the flow of writing. I've actually been doing research and I've actually got an interview that I would like to do um, with a paramedic because of something that I need to do in a storyline. And I don't want to, you know, just make some random nonsense up. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I am trying to get back into it. Brandon explains that the transplanted heart can still be rejected by the body even more than 12 years after he had received it. He says he has to go for checkups once monthly. That's why you go uh, on a monthly basis or it depends. I mean, I know that before this procedure, I would go on every three months, I would go for a checkup at hospital. But due to this uh, this um, incident that's happened with me now, um, I have to go again once a month as was before um, when the transplant was still fresh. Um, so they just have to constantly do a blood tests. They've constantly got to check me, um, do tests, uh, go for... Um, put me on machines and check how the heart is beating um, and then they change my medication depending on the blood results I mean they have to constantly do that I mean I've actually noticed that some of the medication that I was on in the beginning of the transplant I haven't been taking for the last eight years but now with this last procedure I'm back on two of them but life for Brandon after his transplant was not always rosy at the beginning of 2018, nearly 12 years after the transplant, he had to go for another operation, and this time, he had to stay awake throughout. Earlier this year, I had an additional heart surgery um, because the, um, the heart was deteriorating. So they had to do a little procedure 
which was only supposed to last two hours, but instead it took six hours because of the complication of me being a transplant patient. The other prospect is that the whole procedure is done while you're wide awake. And um, I think after that um, procedure, I actually found value in my own life again. And since then, I've been trying to live my life a lot more than what I was after the transplant. So I'm actually at that point where I'm enjoying my life as much as I possibly can. Um, So I'm kind of like scared to write this book. And that's a big chunk. I mean, it takes a hell of a lot of time to write a book. And I mean, a lot of the time you rewrite it. And there's a ton of research you've got to do into it. Because you don't want to just talk a whole bunch of nonsense. And then, you know, people point it and say, "Um, but this isn't true. This isn't true. This isn't how it works usually in a situation like this or that. Um, But I mean, it is something that's on my mind. Um, I can remember a few years back, I actually uh, wrote an introductory um, introduction paragraph um, to a biography for my life. But I mean, who knows? I might actually do that. Maybe one day I sit down and the moment just hits me and I go for it. That's the story of Brandon Lagrange, the 24-year-old who 12 years ago received a new heart thanks to the procedure performed for the first time by South African doctor Chris Barnard in December of 1967. Join us again next time as we challenge more societal norms on the Social Impact Podcast.